Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Irish NRL show. We're going to do a quick review of round 21 as well as a preview ahead to round 22. As per usual, delighted to be joined by the Tash. How are you, mate? All good? Not too bad. Not too bad. Survived another week. Survived another week. And I'd say you're looking very much forward to game five of round 21. <laughs> but look, we'll kick, we'll kick into it. Uh, I won't a dilly a dally. Um, it's over as quick as possible <laughs> so the first game uh, of round 21 was obviously the Roosters Broncos uh, on Thursday uh, Roosters running out 34-16 victors 18-4 at half time like look it was a brilliant performance by the Chucks the Broncos to me are starting to look very vulnerable I'm not unbelievable like it's scary I'm getting it's scary. yeah yeah it's scary from what they were to what they are now it's, yeah. it's... to now down to 7th I, I think they're safe but they haven't looked fantastic in the last two weeks and they have the Storm the Eels and the Dragons as the final three fixtures it's the Dragons hard, may still have something to play for it's a hard run in for them like mm, mm. I think they've I think, I think oh, I forgot but I think it was the Knights they had this weekend or someone they've, they've been an easy enough bounce yeah, back victory you're, today you're right there but uh, yeah it's good it's um, it just shows you like as as coming up to the end of the season like the fatigue in a, in a new team like that like like a younger team really sets in like and even some of the boys that weren't playing are playing better than the the, the lads that were there like Jordan Rick didn't have a great game but the prop that came in from he had a great game when he came on the field he was serious like he, he really pushed it but he shot out of a cannon yeah it, like he was, it was but it just shows you like maybe Ricky's not just there yet like he could be an impact player more than a, a, a starter like to come on um, for the Roosters, this is the first time all year they've won four and a bounce. And they look good. I was going to say, like, given how well they're playing, it kind of suggests they're peaking at the best possible time this season. Um, and someone had mentioned that at the start of the year. Remember they struggled um, early doors? I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Gus Gould on his podcast had said... Didn't come right. That Robinson has changed... Yeah, their whole training regime he, to peak at the back of the season. Yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't like the 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 long pre seasons or anything like that. Like I think it's more that like if you look at the Roosters, they go to Catalan, they go away. Like they, they, he's a different way of approaching pre season than other teams. Like yeah, and this like I don't want to hamper on too long on the on the Broncos, but like it's the second time in a week you could accuse them of being 
out physical by a side because the Wests really bossed them as did the Roosters my stat uh, I've just entitled it physicality in my little notes uh, the Roosters absolutely bossed the Broncos in run metres 1,650 to 1,200 and tackle busts 47 to 26 Yeah. and as for big bad Victor Radley uh, you have to love him don't you you have to love him now scary enough that he's playing for England <laughs> it's, it's an awful pity like they should change it if you're born in Australia you reside in New South Wales you should have it doesn't matter where, not matter where your father's from or anything or where you choose even in division or grade one whatever them nations are that you should have the opportunity to represent your state if you're born in the country I could say something slightly controversial and it would be potentially the national governing body for the international governing body for rugby league it's probably not up to scratch the best organ like governing body in the code is probably the NRL you could even accuse the RFL of being poor and suspect especially when you look at how they manage Super League so if we really care about getting the best product possible for International Rugby League then I think you do need to give people the opportunity to play State of Origin because it is just a draw it's like yeah especially when they're your best players in your league like he's not coming from anywhere else like and he resides like he was born bred in Australia like but even not even that but like if you're if you're if you're um, the second generation of a Samoan um, migrant family, mm. you'd love to represent Samoa, but you, if you've, even if you came over at one or two, you've lived your whole life in Sydney. Yeah, you should have the right to represent your state. To represent your state and a different country. Um, I just, yeah, I just think it's it's madness. I think, I think, yeah, no, I think it definitely, if, if we want to get serious about the international game, we have to give people the opportunity to represent other countries. Mm. Yeah, better walk up now. Going back to Victor, the inflictor <laughs> after the game, sitting there in the sheds, he was like, I go back and get more. Like, he's just a freak of a man. Like, he was just yeah, sitting there in the blood. <laughs> he was, he was, he was on someone's podcast, I don't know who it was, but there was a clip put up on social media, and he was just like, That's what I live for. Yeah, I want to be or in bits, in after, bits a game. after a game. Yeah, put me back out there, I right? go again, another 80 Which, minutes of it. Now the only thing you'd be saying look at the the Roosters track record with concussions you'd be like Victor yeah please <laughs> whoever the tackle technique uh, coach needs to take a look at himself uh, like, they can't have one it must be Stevie Wonder as the tackle technique coach it was some um, it was some amount of blood like the first time he hit like there's a clip of him like lying down and there's like someone was just pouring red sauce out of a bottle it was just blowing out of him which is ridiculous like, very tight there yeah, the smallest yeah. even cut yeah. now the second one when he opened up What's the difference between that tackle and Dale Nukin's tackle on Crichton? Like it was a head to head. Dale Nukin's tackle was on a Panther. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> untouchable. So we can't tackle these people. It's just a bit strange. Like, um, it's just consistently like everyone's talking about like this consistency with the with the bunker and stuff like that. And then he like, gets let away. He gets off the HIA or, or blood and nothing to say about it, like, which is a bit mad. But as you said, like the Roosters are just coming into the right like form this time of the year. Like I think it was Angus Crichton's. I think there's a clip, like I think it's behind the post and looking at the shape Angus Angus uh, Crichton took. And if you look at it, Manu was outside him. Angus was coming in that short line, and then out the back was Teddy Lane. And he does look at that going like, if you were if you were Broncos uh, defender looking at that, he goes, 
Ooh, what the fuck do I have here? Like, it's absolutely disgusting. Like, you were just sitting yeah, there going, no please, <laughs> just bodies in front of people, and then you hope your best, <laughs> you make the right decision. Like, <laughs> the answer is no one, you have no one. Um, and even Sam Walker was. Yeah, he's coming. He's a real, he's a real, there's a bit of a, as Ricky would say, a bit of a dog, <laughs> but a good dog in him. Like, he never out of a fight. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, it's just he loves he loves to compete like he's great he's he's yeah. really hard and I'm like I think yeah oh yeah yeah real uh, he almost has kind of you'd almost accuse him of having small man syndrome yeah yeah I think that he could fight with his fingers a bit <laughs> maybe yeah. if you get him going yeah now that's all I had in that that game like it wasn't it didn't end up being much of a contest with kind of just like you kind of knew early doors Bruce just had this. Uh, Regardless of the score at any point, to be fair. But yeah, I think. Uh, would you say Roosters are guaranteed the eight going into the next three? Absolutely, years? absolutely the way to play. Absolutely, yeah, no, I'm done with you there. I think. think. Chalk them off now. I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they if they have enough to make up the ground in the four, but they'll definitely be in the eight. I just think there with the wingers they have, like say they got Panthers on a real wet fucking day, like. Uh, big high up and under balls all day against May and and Brian like that like that's some like Sawali's just coming into his cream something seriously he is look obviously there's a lot of murmurs and stuff and talk about him being in the kangaroo squad I think they'd be mad not to take him why not just opportunity alone like or experience alone regardless he's going to be there anyway so why not just blood him yeah definitely I just think he's he has to go yeah. Alright, so next one. Storm versus Titans. Uh, Friday morning at the AMI Park. The Storm scored six tries to the Titans three. It was 32-14. Munster again had an outstanding game. I know he started full back, had to go in after Hughes's uh Hughes's injury. But he ran for 252 meters. 97 was post contact. It's ridiculous, like for a half back. <laughs> Player, he's just a footballer. Like he's just, he's just the he, ultimate backyard he, football. Like he's he's the same bold as uh, Manu. Like you know that way. He just loves the ball in his hand. Do not give him the game plan. Now he stick. He, he's decent enough sticking to the game plan. But <laughs> the more open it gets, the better it is for him. Like and if if he was playing down the grades, he'd still play the same way. Like he just yeah yeah yeah. Doesn't matter who he's playing, he's just he's gonna play what he sees in front of him. It's like like trying to get him too structured is like what's the expression you don't put I don't know, I just want about a horse, you don't put <laughs> You can't bring a horse. Line. <laughs> yes. No, I just think like he's just and like for the way Storm are now with the with the injuries crisis, like he is probably the most important player for them absolutely like. now, the only thing is I don't think Hughes' injury is as bad is he, as yeah, I think it, no I think it was 2-3 to three, I think weeks so it's yeah. not too bad uh, Titans are in woeful woeful position I think every time they got the ball in good position like when they could do stuff they just either dropped it messed it up or just teetered out like you got caught in the fifth tackle too many times like and we were talking about Sexton having the repeat sets like and stuff like that and then Boyd being able to score tries like it's still not working like I just think I think with with uh, the man there what's them uh, fella come in foreign foreign come in maybe a little bit more experience in there to straighten up the, the ship like 
but uh, they're a long way away from being a NRL standard in the past. But you look at Kieran Foran, like he got he came off injured early and in, uh, like towards the end of the the para game as well. So like he's he's had a horrific injury troubles. And it's hamstring again. Like I think he had a few hamstring issues. Like he's just so yeah. the Titans be looking at that. I think they're playing them next week. They'll be looking at that. Then please do not stand. Yeah. <laughs> please, Des. Yeah. Please, Des. And the last thing I'd say, Tino. Tino is one of the players. Like he he's not getting enough help out there. He like ran for 185 meters. He just he the rest of the players just need to follow him. Follow his example, like. He's just an so the thing is the thing is I think I don't think the rest of the players Our have the ability. Like, yeah, you know I think you're right there. But I just think like the effort he puts in every like he's a club captain for the next as long as you keep him. Well, the only thing I would say is if he his play on his own. Like with with the, the sort of podcast around him, it's not sustainable. No. So he's not going to have a very long career if they can't. Yeah, he needs help. Provide talent outside him, like. And what you're not seeing is the feeder, like for the million pound price tag he has, it's an absolute waste of money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. No, he just. It'd be interesting to see what way they come out of the, the off season, what what stays and what goes. To give you a pure example of if a. Justin Norbrook is going to stay or are they backing him like it may change if the Titans if the Titans were serious they'd offload David Fia to the Dolphins the Dolphins are crying out for that marquee signing they free up the cap space and they'd get legitimate halves yeah like, I think you're right there so. just let it's not working I don't think and now saying that as I said, Foran might come and, and Fafita might have a great relationship with a more experienced half, but uh, let him off. <laughs> Bring yeah, someone else. Bring two or three players in with the money you're, you're going like, to... You look at what the Cowboys have done. You just need two league average halves and you'd be surprised what you can do. Like it, They've been brilliant this year, but at the end of the day, Tom Dearden and Chad Townsend are league average halves. Yeah. It's just a case of Everton has gone right for the Cowboys this season. Be it like the... Bursting through of Tuolagi and Nanai and to drop him back, drink water to ha- to full back like full back emerging for him like yeah and that yeah as you say Lam- Nanai and and Luki like the emergence yeah. of them as well like they just got lucky yeah. luck that's Everett all it is <laughs> and Ruben Carter even like, like yeah. he should never have made it but he did but look yeah no um, Titans in a world of trouble obviously mm. obviously enough um. Yeah. Uh, next up, I suppose Manly Eels. Twenty points to thirty-six in favor of the Eels. Fourteen all at halftime. Big win for Para, uh, and they had to work for that one. But twenty-two unanswered points in the last twenty-five minutes. Stay powered home. Uh, from Manly, I think their final hopes are a bit like ours. <laughs> They're kicking, put them in tatters. There's still mathematically a possibility, but given how well both outs and. Uh, the Roosters are going I think the eight is all but locked up I'd be very surprised to see anyone drop out and someone jump in um, you have to wonder what effect that jersey incident has had on that club um, and when the season is all said and, and written will that still be the defining moment of their season um, for Para look I isolate him regularly enough but Dylan Brown was tops he really kind of stood up in Moses' absence as, as did obviously young Arthurs um, it's a great bounce back uh, performance by him but I suppose can we just talk about 
potentially the put down of the season by Vaga Blake yeah unbelievable unbelievable and he's what's this the stat he's he scored on his 50 appearance is 100 appearance and his 150 appearance yeah it's, it's pretty good um, I think that's the one he's gonna remember <laughs> yeah oh phenomenal um, but yeah and he and Gorson showed up um, big in the end he had a lovely try at the end <clears throat> and Sivo Sivo's, Sivo's getting back to peak form so the Eels could potentially finish outside the four but could be a real dark horse going to the finals mm. because on their day they, they can be anyone but they have beat top four like have they beat Panthers they, twice yeah season. Panthers twice like it's like on their day they have the, the, the recipe to beat the top teams mm. it's just what team comes out like I was listening to is it the half the half back podcast it's SEN play, playbook it's that Williams fellow but Sam Williams his brother used mm. to play with the Raiders mm. he's on it and he tipped Sevo there last week for a double leg and it was because of DC the way DC defends DC defends way close to his to his uh, second row and puts serious pressure on his on his centre and his winger so as soon mm. as he bites in it's a 3 on 2 and if you look at the game you could see That's it coming yeah it came straight away like and uh, then they went straight down again and got another try like but it's just that he stands so close to his second row in a way to defend because Foran's the other side and he's an exceptional defender like mm. so he has he, he has his own space and the, he's the confidence yeah he's yeah. the confidence to, to stand out by himself but DC seems to be and why not attack him like if, if that's the way he'll never get outside in time to get the, the break of man and then it puts a two on three like it was really good like he tipped Zebo for a double and then straight away I was like you bastard <laughs> uh, look, what's that about a broken clock being right twice a day and stuff like that but yeah I suppose oh yeah sorry just me, me quick stat um, Dylan Brown uh, just to kind of flag it like 40 tackles 150 metres and a meat pie like just he really like I've I've often accused him of like not stepping up when it mattered and if Moses is out maybe he won't step up and stuff like that but they really needed him to step up and, and he did um, so yeah I think I'm applauded for that one but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good game. Yeah. On, on Friday night, to be fair. Yeah. Well, and I, and, uh, yeah, as you say, like you wonder what will the Eagles fade away after this? No one nearly did there. Mm. Without touching, like they have to win every game after this. So we'll see what happens next mm. week. Uh, next game, Rabbitohs, uh, Rabbitohs and the Warriors on Saturday morning, sun co- on the Sunshine Coast. Forty-eight uh, ten to the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs were on fire, like eight tries. Mitchell kicked every conversion like um, it was a busy day for the Warriors like defence I think they made 99 more tackles than the Rabbitohs probably missed 99 more <laughs> yeah it wasn't good um, and their inability to lock up the ball came led to a lot of, a lot of tries or a lot of line breaks from the Rabbitohs like there was three men and some tackles and they were still able to free the ball and, and prolong the play like and put them under serious pressure like like the, the Mitchell try just bushed through I think uh, yeah Mitchell try came from an offload by uh, what's his name uh, Arrow that he was in it he was in it he was in there's three men in the tackle like and still nobody even locked up the ball like which is ridiculous and so unlike him but Tohu Harris I think he's carrying something he must be carrying an injury or something because he missed, I think he's carrying a knock he missed the probably the worst like attempt of a tackle I've ever seen from him. Like he is up there with, with 
one of the best forwards in the league like but uh, it was shocking like to see him most consistent yeah. unbelievable like like I, I rate him so high and to see him miss a tackle like that it was ridiculous like uh, like and I think we, t- we talked about Ilias last week like his progression like it's becoming a lot easier to play well with, when you have the likes of Cam, like Cam Murray ran the show there on, on Saturday he was in everything Cook just ran out the back of Cam Murray and Mitchell was running out the back of Cook and Ilias was he just sitting to, back like Cam Murray has to be like shit at something <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. he's too good looking he's too good at league he has to be shit at something like maybe he can't turn left or something he can't play he races has, or something yeah he has he's to loop good. swoop and pull it like <laughs> chase the up he's phenomenal he's like the, he, for me he's, he's one of the more complete forwards in the competition like I know obviously there's more destructive in like JT or anything like that but in terms of what he can do I think he's one of the most complete forwards in the comp his body type as well like it, like he's not as big as some of them so he's very hard and, and like when he runs his shoulders are always in front of him like so his hips are way back and he's so hard to knock first tackle like his centre of gravity is below his shin like it's just yeah. he's just so low to the ground and just lovely balance hands rarely misses a tackle like he came through with a don't want to chat about the the bad code or anything like that but he came through a proper union school so I'd say he was a frightening union player as well like you imagine him pill from ball the bottom of a rock and stuff so <laughs> yeah just leave me alone <laughs> yeah now just as they're in the same sort of uh, bracket as the roosters so just coming to their cream now at the end of the season like grab those so it'd be interesting to see like who they get in the prelims and stuff like what yeah. way what way it ends up there like but uh, I can see them maybe even climbing I think they're six now are they they might scare fifth yeah. or, or fourth they might jump a few places like yeah. it's tight enough up there in the in the, the bottom four of the eight like yeah. I think there's only two yeah. points between most of them like yeah um, yeah fair enough yeah like are Melbourne going to hang on to fourth I don't know yeah, you can see having a bad season and finishing fourth, Melbourne. <laughs> well, Melbourne, yeah, they, the only thing is they're what, two points? They're level on points with Para. They're two points ahead of Souths and Brisbane. I think the Roosters are going to be, they're going to finish in the bottom four, of the top four, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just 24 points too far back. But I do think uh, Melbourne played Parramatta this weekend and potentially they could fall out of the four if either Para or Souths win uh, the only thing standing them in good stead is their points difference of a plus 195 but I think the yeah. top three is for me the top three is locked in <clears throat> Parramatta North Queensland and Cronulla they're locked in yeah the rest of the eight is interchangeable it's just, it's going to be a great three three weeks coming up like I think. yeah yeah absolutely right <laughs> you little dog Raiders you little dog Panthers Panthers 26 Raiders 6 6 points to 14 at half time I suppose but look I think that's it done and I can rest up and enjoy the rest of the season yeah. without a dog in the race um, started well but I, I think our problem ultimately this season it's a grey matter issue like we heard all this chat during the week from the Raiders camp that they were going to silence the Panthers which 
my when I heard like I got a bit nauseous. Like we haven't played that well this season to be yeah. talking about. And don't and give them right don't give them a bit of motivation either. Like you're just giving them no sport material. Like, yeah. Just don't sit, open your mouth. Um, and then like obviously obviously Cleary they blew out and then news broke of kick out and I was like, okay, um, starting to get a bit of hope here. The first ten minutes. Raiders actually were the dominant side. Um, I think it took 15 minutes for either Leota or Fish to have a carry, which is huge. Um, but the amount of errors and just kind of soft penalties just, on the back of, say, pressure yeah, um, just, just absolutely them. killed us. Yeah, just got punched back into the game. Yeah, every I, time. Like, and that's what it ultimately boiled down to. Um, for the Panthers, Edwards and Appy were. But brilliant, really stood up. You think Edwards is a, is a smoky for the Australian fullback? <laughs> not, not Tedesco, not. but not Tedesco, like to cover Tedesco. What about Latrell? What Latrell, but will he be center? You can't play him. I don't know. I, I honestly think that Edwards, unfortunately, is a victim of the time he came through. Mm. Because as good as he's been this season, I would say. Tedesco Latrell are ahead of him I'd also argue that potentially Scotty Drinkwater is ahead of him on this season because he's been phenomenal and for what he gives as well like he's cover yeah. I think that's as well there's a big plus in even Gutterson like I think he's for what he can do as well like yeah just just so many good fullbacks yeah. in the competition and then obviously next season like how well is this Papa and, has, and Teddy. Has Reese Welsh has Reese Welsh decided his international eligibility? Because I know he can play for both. No, not yet. I don't think anyone's come calling just yet, are they? Like yeah. Australia, you'd be stupid. You'd be stupid with Ponga there as well. Like being so young. Mm. Like who's the fullback for for New Zealand? Uh, Joey, maybe. Um, like it's a, it's a bush. Like <laughs> when it's he, been Sharon's Nick and Clockstad on occasions. Yeah. Um, but there's no out and out like. Like we have five Australian fullbacks. Now we can, have a few that can cover. You also have Watani uh, Zelazniak. You have a few different people that can cover fullback for New Zealand. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. Look, he probably should choose New Zealand if he has a chance. Um, but he doesn't like New Zealand because <laughs> even. Well, I don't think they like two, him. <laughs> so. Two weeks after landing off the plane. Um, I suppose. Look, I'm sure you have you. You're dying to quiz me about kind of the intestinal fortitude of canines but I'll just get me start out quickly and then we can get to it um, times tackled in the opposition 20 Raiders 45 Panthers 22 we had the possession we had the opportunity we just weren't composed or clinical enough and I know a large portion of, the, portion of that is just how good the kind of red zone defence is for the Panthers because it's brilliant um, you wonder is there a call or something like you, you'd love to hear the ground mic like when they get into that position is there a call or a switch or something that everyone's in the same mind I think just have, having played for that uh, as that single squad for so long even when you take out Cleary and Louis to have the kind of because they completely changed the first 10 minutes we were all over them and they completely changed how they attacked even it was far more direct they just went through the middle and we just kind of blew a head gasket pretty much but yeah. yeah, they're aggressive though as well on the edges. Like compared to other teams that will be sitting back, like them boys aren't the, afraid to make a, a choice and come in and jam on someone or something like that. Put a shot on. Yeah, but what was really kind of telling for me is when Fish got the yellow card, the ferocity in their defense went up a gear. Mm. It's like a good twenty percent. It went up. Yeah, 
it was which was just phenomenal like to be fair so look uh, I had chalked this down as a I was kind of looking I remember looking at the fixtures maybe about eight rounds out maybe and I was kind of I chalked this off as a loss anyway and then I kind of got got hopeful um, given what happened but look yeah guys for sticky <laughs> I'll give my honest opinion on it and it hurts me that I have to say this but I love Sticky uh, and I think the reason why most Raiders fans love him is because he wears his heart on his sleeve but the problem with how he wears his heart on his sleeve is he hasn't got control of his emotions no unbelievably not I'd um, say now on the side if you were a, a fly on the side of that pitch he said far worse when you abandoned that <laughs> but like if he if he'd said those comments 30 seconds after the incident you'd say fair enough it's the heat in the moment yeah, but he's yeah. had a bit of time to calm down there oh I don't think he did though <laughs> like he was he was steaming underneath like when he started talking about it like he's bringing up stuff that happened when his when he was at the Sharkies and his son was in the under 12 squad uh, I think apparently the, 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 the word in the street the, the rumours is that Jamin Salmon was involved in bullying his son who was also in the 12 system so that's kind of where it goes but I mean there's Make potential it. grounds here that the Salmon family is going to look for a libel case uh, yeah. I think Ricky's been hit with a 20 grand fine but it puts his, it puts his reputation in, in disrespect like like when he goes just, to look for a transfer or something like that, like it, that'll always come up. Like when you when you yeah. search his name, like yeah, which is yeah. shocking. Especially, especially if he doesn't get significant playing time in the Panthers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Which he probably won't. Yeah. Um, given just who's ahead of him, but yeah, I think if the Raiders, if I was going to make a change, I'd say take a from a different code. I take a leaf out of maybe Sir Alex's time at United. If you look at how he was so successful, he changed his assistant man coach every two years. Yeah. And it just took him far enough away that he could be a head coach, mm. and that's probably what the Raiders need to do with the Panthers they need to get a good like kind of what the Roosters have done with Fitzgibbon what the Panthers have done with Cameron Serraldo just a good yeah, head Melbourne coach Melbourne have always done it as well though I'd say like if you look at the assistants that came through Melbourne like yeah great coaching tree yeah next <laughs> <laughs> we leave it at that we? he did come out and apologise so like he's a bit late though yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sharks and Dragons Saturday morning again Point Bet oh, Point Bet Stadium 24-18 to Sharks uh, Sharks I think escaped with two points in this game I think uh, the Dragons were relying heavily on Hunt's uh, boot to get him into positions to try and like I think uh, I think he finished with 523 metres I think and uh, they weren't able to capitalise when they got in them positions like, like that's a serious amount of yardage like to kick out of and they still the Sharks had an answer nearly every time until nearly the end where it started to get like uh, squeaky bum time like I know the Dragons opted to take a penalty there I think it was a 78 minute 
to make it a, a six point game and, and go for the try which I thought was a brave call uh, but uh, yeah the, the Sharks as we were saying it could be a year too early for them maybe when they're getting pushed like this by the Dragons by, by a poor enough side like by the Dragons like um, I know you, you, you talked about it, the the Sharks jersey. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, love throwback it. jersey. I love it. Yeah, I was watching it and I was like, is, "What's the remind me of?" And I can always remember um, Peachy, Matty, no, Matty Johns. And yeah, he had yeah. Ian Ryan Stevens, the love relation, yeah. the Trent, the, the the flight assistant or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and he was wearing the Sharks jersey. Like it was. I always remember as soon as I seen it it just reminded me of that straight away um, it reminds me of Peachy Peachy's uh, debut season he was phenomenal and just it was real loose he was like he was just uh, not to own Peachy now it was David Peachy David Peachy not played for the yeah. bunnies yeah yeah but he was just he was a whippet and he was just phenomenal that's what my, I think they used to be sponsored by Pepsi I think so there was one of them brands yeah 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 uh, <laughs> What's him? Tarek Sims caught Connor Tracy in a, a high, high tackle like, with a lot of force. It was unfortunate that Tracy had to leave the field in the stretcher like, and Sims was off for 10. But uh, it's it's getting to a stage like I think 10 minutes is a little bit of a, a let off for seeing a person being like carried off the field. I think. It goes. Yeah. I, I don't. I like to say that the outcome doesn't affect the. The decision is a bit. I think you nearly have to look at the outcome as well and see the force, the the intent of the action. Thinks think so, but then like there is a like you could genuinely injure someone in an accident and tackle, and then we start going down that road. Like I think whatever the no, but I'm thinking like foul play, like foul play. So he's at the hit and high. Then you look yeah, at foul play, and there's foul. Play. That was a, that was a hard hard with not much of a drop by Conor Tracy and not much uh, of a drop by Tarek Sims <laughs> yeah I, no, and I agree with that but like say 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 for example right let's just take last week for example Cleary's tackle mm. we all would be in agreement that Cleary's a good skin yada 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 but it was a horrific tackle mm. and it was foul play yeah Dylan Brown got up and played on yeah but in the same tackle, someone could be severely It could be far severely, worse, severely, yeah. I know far what you worse. Mean, yeah. So at what point... Like, sometimes the outcome is just chance, too, as well. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. They're, and even, like, you you discussed Dale Finucane's challenge and Stephen Crichton, who he ripped off half his ear, versus Radley's. Yeah. We got nothing. But, no. like, the player played on, so... There is a bit of chance in injury as well too. Like we have yeah. to. No, I just it, it's just not a good it's not a good sight to see someone being carried off from an incident that happened. Never is. Never Where foul play like it, it's all right. Yeah, he, I, I do I do agree. Tarek was an absolute Derek. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, fucking Derek. I just think that going into the going into the prelims now the Sharks will be under pressure. I think, I think a good experienced squad will put up to the Sharks some years. It's almost like what we discussed about the Panthers. Just it's it's, it's the year in year out same squad. They just they all understand the system. They're so set, yeah. Jackson. They're so set. Like like you Jackson. look at someone, some of the Panthers try. They could do that with their eyes closed. Mm. 
when you go down the, the right hand side like it's just it's block 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 tip 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 and your man just beats numbers out in the way like like they could do just that run that with their eyes closed like everyone knows the role everyone knows what they are who to run at what shoulder to run at like and get space on the outside like, yeah yeah and yeah, no, I'd be I think yeah I'll definitely do but I think they'll be there oh definitely yeah, yeah. now saying that they could surprise they could surprise someone big as well like so I just don't want to write them off because at the end of the day you don't know what what they'll come out like and and look there's a lot to be said for momentum too if they if they go unbeaten now between now and the end of the season and they just say that say they push North Queens and they end up in second and they get whoever finishes in fourth I'd argue they could beat Melbourne as bad up as they are as bad up as they will be do you know what I mean so and then it's like the year we made the 2019 final we made the 2019 final because we bet Melbourne in Melbourne in the first round mm. that's a massive skin like that's a, that's momentum then straight onto that road onto the next one knowing that you have you to had, probably beat the top, top then, form team like and then you had a week off and then you had a home semi-final against the Bunnies who I think had Greg Inglis out injured mm. and that season Greg Inglis had been like pivotal to how they yeah, played kind of like how Luttrell is now Yeah. so it, it was Gagewalk to final really But and that could happen for anyone do you know what I mean so yeah so next up Sunday's fixtures uh, Bulldogs Cowboys finished 14-28 in favour of the Cowboys 10 all at half time to be fair, I was walking. I wasn't. I wasn't walking home. I was walking on site. I was up in the big smoke. So I said I. I throw on last week's podcast and the drive home. I listened to a few. That's how bad traffic is coming out of the big smoke. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, listen back to it. Like we hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, the Cowboys would win, but the dogs would give them a game. And a game we got. We had a sneak peek into the fastest man in the game <laughs> between the hammer and the fox. The hammer, hammer, bet him uh, to stop him. Right. It was Boy. it was impressive. Now saying that, like, I know the fox is like I'd love to see them when the fox was at its skinniest, like and its quickest. I think like like it's early Melbourne up. days, he's had to build it up like to take the ball out of the back, like. But even even his first season, his last season with West. Yes, like that. Like there's some tries that he scored from his own try line, like just took off yeah. and nobody, yeah. not one. Yeah. But it was scary that just they turned. And the hammer just put another gear down, and he just took off. You know, going now yeah, the, the fox did give up, like, but he knew. And the hammer's probably fresher. He hasn't played yeah, many yeah, games this season. Just, so. um, yeah, um, but for the doggies, look, like, I know they lost or whatever, but there's so many like positives from where they were at the start of the season. Like, I'd be very, very happy as a fan. Burns kicking game is oh, he had a sixty-nine meter dropout. Like, behave. <laughs> behave um, for the Cowboys it was a slow start and stuff like that but the, the key pass to play I think for me uh, I think it's about the it wasn't the 30th minute but it was 32nd 33rd minute Lu, uh, Luciano Lelua throws a superb offload close to the dog's line and Townsend kind of dances through the doggy's defence to score and from there on out he just took over control of the game and I never really thought again the doggies were going to win but what I would say is if you missed this game on to hangover, I'd suggest you watching it back in full because uh, it was one of the better games around and, and I enjoyed myself for the hangover watching it. It's yesterday. definitely an enjoyable game like to watch. 
Mm. Like with the with the form that the Cowboys are in, and and as you said, like the Bulldogs. If you look at who scored for the Bulldogs, it's the three new lads. Yeah. Like, and they're going to be there next year. Like, and they're going to improve with the, the addition of the other lads. Like, so, and as you say, you you're saying that they have local juniors there coming through. Like, and it's I think the Bulldogs be a scary team. I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to meet them. Now it all depends on what way they come out. Like who takes over and stuff like that. It depends if they don't get backflips from Penrith players because Trent Barrett's not involved. Yeah. So if they, if they, if they, I know he's not Penrith player side, but if they get Reed Mahoney in, yeah, who's been for me, he has been the hooker of the year for me. Mm. He's if such a kick, funny, funny uh, shape of a person. He's just a block. <laughs> it's just his body shape. It's just he, like he doesn't have big arms or anything, but it's just his torso is like a fucking fridge. Square. Yeah, just a fridge. <laughs> He was being it's a square on two three. Cam Smith was in the in the sheds after, and he sat down beside him. I was just looking at him, going, "What shape are you?" <laughs> yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant kick out. Look, we know the natural talent kick out. Brilliant. Yes. Is he going to do as well outside the Penrith structure? Uh, structure, I don't think so. But I think um, even with the Burton connection, like Burton will know what way he likes the ball, like what way he likes to run onto it. Like, exactly. Exactly. So. Um, and I suppose my stat. I know we've talked a lot about the doggies, but 183 run meters and two tries again for Scotty Drinkwater. He's just, he's been exceptional this season, but in the last month, he's just, he's been brilliant. He's just, yeah. I, I love watching him play. I, I, and I think we touched it, like it's like having a third half back out there, like, but that has all the abilities of a, of a Sears running <laughs> full back. Like. It's like playing two sixes and a seven, yeah. basically. Yeah. No, Which you're ugly, you probably fucking see coming. <laughs> like, like any full any good fullback worth his gravy like should be able to go into the halves like eight plus six yeah, yeah. exactly uh, I think this might be the quickest review all season yeah the pointless review of all season like <laughs> what a game uh, what a game I felt sorry uh, making you do this one to be fair I didn't even see it until like it's like a Sunday came up and I was like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> so Tigers Newcastle and Campbell uh, Campbelltown uh, Campbell Sports Stadium Sunday at 7 o'clock 10.14 to Newcastle oh yeah Newcastle sorry uh, the Knights got off to an early early lead they were 14 up at half time uh, missing Hastings and Brooks the Tigers just couldn't get a foothold in the game at all until the second half uh, just for next year I think Braley has to has to remain fit for Newcastle for them to do anything at all like he, he's a great player but he's so injury prone like the last two years he hasn't finished the season he's lost them uh, just lost like compared to arguably they're, they're the one club that if you looked at the halves they haven't spent any money on the halves no. if you compare them to any other club like they, their their cap is completely upside down. It's mostly the money's in the pack, like and the full and the full back, like yeah, like who you don't get value out of, which is, yeah, because he's in trouble, like. But uh, I think they have to look at that. Probably offload a few players and reshape. I don't know. There's there's grumblings of maybe uh, trying to get uh, oh, what's him back in France, uh, Mitch Pierce, but. Uh, I think it'd be hard to get him back after they didn't want him last season and the fact that Milford's gone to the Dolphins like so so when did they, they get Pierce back and when did they get Jimmy Maloney out of retirement well what's the what's your man that put up his hand there last last week uh, he used to have the beach blonde hair uh, Todd Todd Toddy Carney Toddy let Carney, me tell you, yeah let me tell you the year I think it was 2010 
there's a, there's a, there's a montage on YouTube. I've, I've, I've watched it recently enough as well. 2010 Roosters. They played some of the best rugby ever. If you watch that, to show you how far back it goes, the montage is to Thanks for the Memories by Fall Out Boy. <laughs> but it's worth a watch. It's just some of the tries they were scoring. And it's all because Toddy was playing six. And who was in seven? So was talented. it Pierce? Seven. Pierce. And Dan Pierce Mortimer seven. then as well. Somebody was he or was Dan he still the tiger? Yeah, Hooker. He was jumping, yeah. he was jumping Hooker and loose. Uh, and then Mitch, Mitch Arbo, Mitch Arbo. The oh, what a man! And then uh, uh, what's the Minichello then full back? Minichello full back. I think they won. Just kick the ball and chase it like a dog. <laughs> Send down the video after this, but like did some just some of the tries they were scoring was just filth. Yeah, no, um, but yeah. Unbelievable. Game to review, mate. I think the two teams now should just go on holidays and not play the last three games of fuck because just give everyone a walk. Why, why do we yeah. need to review teams like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Right. Um round twenty two previews. So obviously as you if you're as a regular listener you'll be aware that the key fixture was the Rangers Panthers. So for that reason, Tash was a victorious seven six in the tipping. That moves into a score of ninety six He's going to break 100 this week. I'm, I'm full faith. And the Sasquatch 88, which is four rounds left to play. So we are going to do the game previews. Obviously, we're, we're recording on a Monday because of what the show is coming up on the network. So we don't have the team news just yet, but we'll give a brief preview to all the games. So the first fixture, game one, Panther Storm, Thursday, Blue Bet Stadium, 10.50. It's probably not the glamour tie it could have been with all the injuries and suspensions, but there's still way too much talent on the show like for you not to fucking make sure you watch this Um, Hughes I think it's going to be out two or three weeks so you're going to have to pick Panthers and they're probably going to do it by 12 points uh, I'm picking Panthers as well which oh, I think the way yeah you're probably right sorry just looking at it and thinking like having to start as John's going to start as well like it will be hard work for the, the storm to get it out. It all depends. Munster tomorrow. We'll see where Munster is. Well, I'm taking back to when they played at the start of the season, and both sides were full strength, and and Storm have been playing some beautiful stuff. Yeah, and still put them like, still yeah. kicked them. I think it was Magic Weekend, was it? Yeah, they played them. Yeah. Yeah, no, so. definitely the Panthers will win, and as you say, at 12, 12, 14 points, I think will be that. Uh, you did it again to me, you bollocks. Friday, nine o'clock, Warriors and Bulldogs. <laughs> well, this is probably the round that why do we need it? <laughs> Warriors? Uh, in Mount Smart Stadium. I think the Bulldogs the way they played last week, uh, they'll put it up to the Warriors and to, I think they'll push with with Burton, Flanagan and Carr playing so well. I think they'll put twenty points on the Warriors. The, war- the Warriors aren't serious problems I think there's a lot of lads carrying bumps and bruises and just trying to get on the field like to, to, to not let them down like but you're nearly letting your side down by doing that like I think there's a few things at play here I think there's it's probably a kind of a culmination of the last two years mm. is it on their bodies there's probably the past two years they're now at home with their families and they're like do I give a shite about league after what I've had to do I want to spend time with families I've nothing to play for and then there probably is going to be more movements this season with lads saying actually I want to go back to Australia mm. 
and they know that's coming. There's probably rumblings in the dressing room. So I think they just need to get to the end of the season and then start afresh. And I think they'll actually be a lot more competitive next season because um, they can get rid of who th- doesn't want to be there and kind of bring in who wants to be there. Anyone they sign in the summer will be coming at the knowledge they're going to be playing in New Zealand. So yeah, be happy. yeah, so they'll be, they want to come there. Like. Yeah, but I, I'll also tip doggies with you. Yeah. Um, game three, huge game on Friday at 10.55. Fifth versus sixth. Para Bunnies. It's just a huge game. I'm, I'm tossing and turning, but I'm going Bunnies. Uh, and I'm going with a six point victory yeah I think I'm there with you I think that the smart money's on the rabbit is the way they're playing uh, I think their game plan will suit the eels like as in like it, it, it buys down they run through the middle and then try and get you out wide like um, yeah I think rabbit is and it'd be I'd say 10 points Mitchell will score any time the reason I want South Sydney to win is it would mean that next weekend we have three sides that are on the same 28 points. points. Um, so we'll spice things up even further. Yeah, so that's my prediction. Uh, yeah. So Saturday, the first game, 6 o'clock, uh, Roosters take on the Cowboys at Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh, what jersey are you going to wear? Oh, I think I'll be putting on the Roosters. Uh, I think home advantage for, for the Roosters is a big thing Cowboys coming down to them and as we said like they're coming into their cream a little bit like the way they're playing like there's mm. the flow of, of rugby now they're playing is so loose like it's 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 so hard to defend like I know they have a few injuries and stuff like that but even the lads it's, it's nearly like it's the same lads coming in as well there's not much change in, in, in the Roosters uh, squad as much as say other teams like so they have been in the system the last two years as well like most of the lads like most like yeah, yeah. butcher and, and all them boys like so i think the roosters will beat the cowboys but i think it'll be very very tight now yeah so the roosters beat the cowboys let's just stick with that right <laughs> don't think about it too much <laughs> i'd say four points i'm back in cowboys simply for the fact that it's a, it's a coin toss for me and I have to try and make up that score so I'm going Cowboys for no other logic other than that <laughs> I'm just looking at the, the fixtures here I probably won't <laughs> do that to you in the next four games <laughs> yeah. uh, West Sharks yeah. uh, Saturday in Scully Park Tamworth half eight uh, I don't think we need to deliberate on this too much both of us are going Sharks yeah. and game six yeah, uh, I think we, we both know this one as well. So, yeah. Broncos and Knights uh, in Suncorp Stadium. I think yeah, it's a great game for the Broncos after two hard weeks. Like they can bounce back and, and get the the ship right. Uh, I think they'll come out and put a good score on the Knights. If if the way they played at the weekend, like and the weekend before, like their defense is so bad, like their effort. It's 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 effort, and they don't have any of it. So no, no desired plan. Yeah, so I'd say the Broncos by, I'd say they put twenty on them. Uh, I'd say it will be this fix is going to tell us a lot with the Broncos. If 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 they struggle with this to come over, come the nights, they really have switched on and they're in free fall for the back end of the season. 
I hope they do win by 12 to 18 points but I'm going to tip the Broncos obviously I'm not, not that sure. <laughs> but, but, but if we watch this game and the Broncos aren't convincing in it then I think you should be really concerned about this soft underbelly of the Broncos rearing its ugly head again um, and not to the like even they could still make the 8 but then they could be going into the the preliminary fixture undercooked as such uh, game 7 Raiders Dragons Sunday GAO Stadium 5 o'clock I have to pick the Raiders because I made a poor decision when picking my NRL side about 12 years ago <laughs> you just seen the green the green of mead no, I'll tell you what it was. When I got, when I got into NRL, no, when I got into NRL, they were they had such a great young side. They had Cody Carney coming through. They had uh, Josh Dugan. They had Blake Ferguson. They had a very young Jared Croker, and they were just brilliant to watch. And did Terry Campisi at six? Would swing a dig if you wanted it, like he'd step yeah. up any man. <laughs> Frank knew Frank Paul and Newasala, whatever you call him. I used to love watching them play. There was the real. Uh, do you remember the old school ISC jerseys? Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. With the, the half sleeve, <laughs> the, the core sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going Dragons. No, sorry, I'm going Raiders. Raiders, ah. with you. I think oh. this game they can win. And I think they'll, they'll put pressure on teams above them, but I just don't think they'll, they'll make the eight. But this team, with the way Ricky, is uh, Tappany injured? Ribs. He will, we'll see tomorrow, yeah. but I think the ribs, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I have to get rid of him fancy football. Good luck. Uh, next one, Saturday, or oh, Sunday at 7 o'clock, uh, Titans take on the Eagles at Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, it's a bit like the Tigers and the Sharkies, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> uh, I don't... Uh, you could tip boredom as well. Like I think the Titans, I think the Titans will win a game in the next four games and frighten a team. Like they give a, give a shot to the team and they'll knock someone out. So I am going to give you favour and pick the Titans. Okay, well I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to see Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to see Eagles. I'm not trying to get back into this. Now people are going to say this is a fix if it gets very tight. Ah, like, oh, Tash kind of eased off trying to make it exciting, make us listening. But uh, no, um, that's fair enough. Yeah, I just want to look at the Titans' last fixtures before. <sighs> Jesus Christ, it's not good looking when you're looking. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten losses on the bounce. Yeah, it's not great, is it? Uh, I think they will win a game, but I think it'll probably be the, one of the last two, which are the Knights and the Warriors. Which has no effect on anything, like. Yeah, I think those they could win. They could finish with two wins. Um, but I think currently, yeah. No, I'm actually no. I'm not going to say anymore. I might change the decision. So, yeah, you're you're picking the Titans and I pick the Seagulls, and yeah. that's where we're going to leave the round twenty-two. No take backs. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I suppose the only other news is Luke Carey is uh, looking at the prospect of playing for Ireland in the World Cup, and we welcome that. Well, I think it was it was a decision two thousand seventeen. I think there was discussion about it, and a few injuries and a few niggles that he couldn't get over. And also, Richard Richie Myler from Super League has been attending some of the, the sessions as well. So that'd be interesting to see. That's two class halfbacks. Yeah. And Richard Myler is, is so experienced. and, and we get Mickey McAlarm again? Yeah, I think so. He's in Catalan, is he? Or is he at Salford? Mm. He's in Catalan. Yeah, he's a hardy little fucker. So 
They have like on paper they have a serious team. I think. Yeah, look, I'm just very unlucky against Papua New Guinea last year. Hmm. That but sure. last time out. How would you? How would you go near them? How? Where would you start with them boys? <laughs> Yeah, like you are gonna wake up sore. Yeah, that's that's all you have to do. Is make sure that the the doctor has enough uh, neurofin for the rest of us. God bless any if there is if we are fortunate enough to have any uh, domestic talent breaking through into that squad and they get cut in half by just. That <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, yeah, is it Jamaica, New Zealand, and is it Pap, or is it L- Lebanon? It's, I think it's Lebanon. It's, signif- it's a significantly tougher group. Than it was last time out, so obviously we bet Italy, we bet, bet Wales, and lost to Papua New Guinea because of the structure. Mm, yeah. Um, but I think New Zealand, like, I think, would beat the fuck out of us. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's agreeable. Um, uh, no, but it's even this time, isn't it? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's Ireland, Jamaica, Lebanon, New Zealand. Um, yeah, like I, I think Jamaica are the same sort of they're the same sort of uh, brand of rugby as you say as Papua New Guinea. There, there's some big boys in that, and they just they don't have some phenomenal talent given the Jamaican populations in Australia and England, um, particularly the north of England. So they they'll have a very talented group of players. They mightn't be household names, but they'll all be well familiar and well versed in the play league um, so yeah no it could be a real it's a real it's a, it's a tough group it's a, like if we come out we could come out of that World Cup having played the best league Ireland has ever played in the League World Cup and we could not win a match yeah. unfortunately just kind of how that group has f- fell um, yeah um, but look the other groups don't look too favourable England's group is probably the handiest how, how, France how Greece and Samoa yeah how lucky hometown draw but look I suppose that's uh, that's all for me you've listened to us talk for about 56 minutes make sure to give the podcast a follow like comment subscribe leave an honest review wherever you found it and make sure to follow the mid-season slump uh, on Instagram to see more productions come up this autumn you might see me in a few of them as well seeing them all seeing them all seeing them all going global yeah it's uh, what's what it's like uh, what's the production company in Steppers Prestige Prestige (laughs) Prestige worldwide yeah it's a bit like that number one in entertainment (laughs) yeah right well that's all from me that's me done too Thank you and good night. Good luck. Eight minutes to go. Eight points all. Played to Kiri. He's down the left. Short pass Mitchell. Beautiful pass to Tupo. Into the backfield. Gives it to the next. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.